Hey mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. We share incredible stories, tips, and breastfeeding ideas to help on your journey. I'm your host, Bethany Laverne, a lactation consultant and speech therapist who helps mamas with breastfeeding. Not all breastfeeding stories are the same, and we dive into those topics. Welcome, Susie, to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. It's so good to have you on our podcast today. So why don't you go ahead and jump in and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Susie Beers. I'm a mom of two little girls, actually big girls. They're five and nine now. Um, And I'm also a doula and childbirth educator. So I've supported about 200 births and seen a lot of moms go through this journey into having a baby, trying to figure out how to feed them. And I'm really excited that we get to talk about what it's like and hopefully give some, some helpful tips. Yeah. I love that. I had a doula with both of our sons. I, um, loved the first one better than the second one. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) Um, but she moved and I couldn't use her for my second one. She moved all the way to Alabama. So I was so sad. I couldn't have her for my second one. So I think maybe my prejudice, uh, didn't help my second birth as well, but they're still wonderful advocates, no matter what. So we love what you do. Thank you for what you do. Um, yeah, yeah, we love it. So why don't we jump in with your breastfeeding journeys? Um, so why don't we start with your oldest daughter first? Yeah. So I have two kids and I had a lot of pressure around doing everything the natural way. Um, when I had Zoe, the only resources I had around breastfeeding was a little bit from the Ina McGaskin book about the womanly art of breastfeeding, which is beautiful and inspiring, but also on the other hand, like, oh, it's all going to work out and just trust the process. And so I felt like that could have been really good advice, but also when I ran into challenges, I didn't have support or an awareness of what was normal and what was not normal. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of powering through things that I think did not have to be as painful or difficult as they were. And a lot of just self-doubt and worry and very complicated emotions. Sometimes I loved it. Sometimes I hated it. Sometimes it was the best relationship. And sometimes it was just like so much resentment and kind of finding my way through it. So Mm -hmm. that was Zoe. Okay. Um, Hazel was a little bit different by the time I had her, I had already been a mom for four years. So there was some more acceptance with going with the flow. Um, on the other hand, she had a a tongue tie. And so after she was born, I had this amazing natural home birth that was so restorative and, after having um, an emergency C-section the first time. But then when breastfeed, I started breastfeeding the first day, I was like, this is great. It's so easy. It's so awesome. And then every day it got progressively and progressively more painful to the point where it was worse than labor. Like I was like, I would give birth a million times, but if I have to latch this baby one more time, like I am going to like, I mean, I was just crying every single time I had to feed her. And I remember I came to, I can't remember if it was the second or third week, the checkup with my midwife. And she looked at me the moment I walked in the door and was like, Susie, what's wrong? What happened? Because I was just like total mess. Like, I mean, if you think about like the mom who hasn't brushed her teeth or showered and like literally like past survival mode to like, I'm not really even surviving. I'm like 
moment by moment existing and hoping that the everything's going to be okay. And she looked at Hazel and she was like, she has a tongue tie. And my midwife was really great. She actually was like, I'm going to fix this for you right now. And she did the little tongue tie snip. Like okay. she just wrapped her up, put her in a swaddle, mm-hmm. snipped her tongue. And normally I would put like a lot of thought into something that invasive, but I was like, so at the end of my rope. And so she was like, Susie, go home, pump for the next 24 hours, mm-hmm. use a bottle. And then things started to kind of like come back to normal. But like, I had thought that was normal because when I had Zoe and I had problems, I had just learned you power through it, not mm-hmm. you go get help because I came from that mindset of everything's going to work out. And if it's not like, it's not the breastfeeding, that's the problem. You just have to be strong to make it work. So mm-hmm. I was really, that was really eye opening to me. That was before I was a birth worker or a doula. And um, I think I see a lot of my moms kind of struggle with like, how do you know when to ask what's normal, what's not normal? And so I'm glad you have this podcast because sometimes you just need somebody to go to that knows, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have said so many good things. I don't even know where to jump in, but you know, I, I feel as a society, right? Like we've almost gone from a society where our grandmas or great grandmas breastfed and had home births. Then we were pushed into the hospital. Mm-hmm. We stopped breastfeeding. We went to formula and bottles and now our generation is coming back into let's go back into the home and birth like we're supposed to and also breastfeed. And so there's that disconnect where I feel some of our moms or mother-in-laws are not supportive of us that we want to do this. And they also don't have advice or good advice. I hate to say, um, Right. You know, I was talking to a mom the other day that was like, oh, if your baby's not sleeping, throw some rice cereal in it. I was like, please stop. Take the rice cereal out today. <laughs> they do not need rice cereal at two months old. Please take it out. That was one of my clients the other day. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And so, I think like to give our moms and grand and grandmothers some credit is mm-hmm. there is a belief that like the support has continued to evolve to give us mm-hmm. better outcomes, but it actually women today are 500 times more likely to have a C-section than women in the Mm seventies. And I don't want to go into more statistics because they're scary, but I'm going to just say that it was safer for our mothers to give birth than it is for us today. Mm -hmm. And so to, to think that they have all the answers or that they even understand or know about the challenges that we're facing, is kind of a lot to ask from people that may have just come in with more awareness or more supportive systems, or a lot of that's broken up as family systems have broken, Mm -hmm. not broken is the wrong word, but have moved and evolved. And people aren't necessarily, you know, like I lived when I was a kid, I went to my grandmother's every weekend and my kids see their grandmothers once a year because we are half a country away. So Mm -hmm. it's just different now. Right. Yeah. Instead of broken, I feel like maybe we should say we used to have like community and be together. Like I know I grew up, 
um, they called it like a mom's co-op. And so there was five moms that, that we never went to babysitters. It was like, my mom has a doctor appointment. So you're going over to aunt Bess house. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so I felt like I grew up with all these kids, even though I'm an only child, you know, and it was so lovely that we all had this and all these moms work together. And I just feel like we don't have that as much anymore. Um, and so and there's so much knowledge gained when you can see someone else do it you know Mm -hmm. like I've had clients where I come check on them and the postpartum and they're like oh yeah my best friend went through this three months ago and so I saw what she did and I know and some of us have that and some of us just don't Mm -hmm. or some of us Mm -hmm. have that but our friend doesn't know either. We're just guessing and following people who are guessing and, you know, we're doing the best we can and we should get credit for that. But also it's great to have like help from people that are, Mm -hmm. are doing it daily and have seen, Mm -hmm. have, have more solutions, like actual solutions. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one why we've talked about why I have this podcast, right? So that you mamas can hear that it's not easy, right? And it's okay to ask for help. And I think sometimes it's even hard to get our shoes on and get out the door to go to some of those breastfeeding support groups. Like I know I kept inviting this one mom that I knew was having her and she was like, I just don't want to go because I don't want everyone to know I'm struggling. So instead we sit at home alone by ourselves and ask her a question on Facebook and then get 250 answers that are all over the board. Right. And so instead, you know, Susie, thank you. by the way, like I, I had such a perfection mindset when I entered motherhood. I mean, it was just who I was when I was in high school, I was a straight A student. Mm -hmm. And when I went to college, I over, you know, like I just had that mindset of, I had to be perfect to be loved and to be okay. And then you enter motherhood and you're like, You finally cannot be perfect at something and you have to learn how to cope with like, wait, messy is good. There's freedom here. There's joy here. There's happiness when you let go of that mindset, but it's a lot if you've been held to those high expectations and held yourself to high expectations Mm-hmm. through every other phase. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the first week I was going to go to a breastfeeding group and I remember we had actually like slept late that day. It was beautiful. He had taken like a four hour sleep after. And so I didn't wake up until it was supposed to start and it started at like 10 AM. And so we wouldn't have gotten there until 10 30. And so I decided not to go because I didn't want to be late. I didn't know it was like, come and go as you want. And so mm-hmm. I didn't even go. So then instead I sat home and cried because I didn't get a go because we slept late and I should have set an alarm, you know? Yeah. We can be way too hard on ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's so good to get in community with other moms and see like, oh, she wore her slippers and oh, you have dry shampoo in and oh, we're all a hot mess today. And I love the group I went to is that you're supposed to share one good thing that was happening. You're supposed to at least find one good thing in your life, even if it was like I showed up today. Um, And then you're supposed to ask for help for something that you were struggling with so that everyone could see like I have it perfect. Right. And so you were seeing what other people were struggling with. And like, then, like you said, we're learning from everybody else of, oh yeah, she's struggling with that too. Or in the future, remember, oh yeah, Susie was struggling with this. I can also do like use that advice too. Mm -hmm. Very good. 
So I want to jump back into Hazel's tongue tie for okay. a second. And so did your midwife teach you to stretch the tongue after she she it. did. She yes. Home with some exercises. And I um probably broke a couple rules because I also my Zoe was four. So I had a, a four-year-old and a newborn. Mm-hmm. And which is probably, I mean, most a lot of people have two babies. That's normal. Um, or more, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a juggle. And so I'd always give Zoe a popsicle when I was doing the tongue tie stretches because she would get stressed that her sister was crying Mm. and upset. And it was Mm -hmm. hard for me because I didn't like doing it. And I was, I think because I was so sleep deprived and in pain myself and feeling very, I didn't have any family at home. My um, now ex-husband, he went back to work two days after she was born. So I was really like, on my own in a lot of ways. And so I, I broke probably every parenting rule and I gave, I would give Hazel, like I'd let her lick the popsicle <laughs> and that would help me get through the, through the thing, because I don't know why somehow I was just like, okay, I guess like I will let her do this. Like mm-hmm. something about it helped me get through it. And mm-hmm. I look back at it. I'm like, that's really not a great idea to give your kid. You're like, two, three week old baby popsicle, but it got us through it and she's still fine. So like, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to survive. So, okay. I love that idea, but we're going to switch it up mamas. Okay. Here's right. Let me give some secret sauce that Susie doesn't know that she should have done. So instead you're going to give them a popsicle, but you're going to give them a breastfeeding popsicle mamas. And so what you're going to do is take some pump milk, and you're going to freeze it in little ice cube trays and don't even fill like the whole thing, right? Something little, or you can get the, the long skinny ones, freeze that, and then get one of those Mayo munchies and then stick it in the Mayo munchie and then let them suck on that. So one, they're getting hydrated and two, it's cold and it's going to numb their tongue and lip for them mama. So that's what I would do instead of a popsicle. And so- <laughs> I'm so glad you're here with like the, the better, the professional advice, not Thank the, you. not the, I'm, I'm surviving and trying to get through it. Mom. <laughs> no, but you were close. You were close. That's Let's just make it a little healthier. And I've learned to have compassion for that and pride and in, in getting through it too. Yeah. Yeah, no, but we appreciate your honesty. And I know there's a mom <laughs> sitting here listening to this going, okay, I'm okay. This is okay. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I say that because I want you to have your high five moments, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And no, it's okay to be a mess sometimes. And <laughs> it is. Yeah. So let's go a step further with that. So I love mm-hmm. that you were doing the stretches. So mamas, I want to let you know about my free resource. So I've just changed up my resource. And so you're going to get six private podcast episodes from me. You're also going to download the signs and symptoms of your baby and mama that have a tongue tie. And so you're going to see what Susie saw, right? You might have clogged ducts. You're going to be in pain. You might have cracked and bleeding nipples. I have a whole list of things that you're like, oh yeah, my baby has a tongue tie because I checked off all nine of these. And then you're going to look at your baby symptoms and you're going to be like, it has a bad latch. Um, we're gassy. We're spitting up. We have the hiccups constantly. We're constipated, right? So then look through that checklist. But if your baby's a little 
older and taking a bottle, I have the signs and symptoms of your baby on a bottle and also starting solids. And after it's done, I have a free download for tracking um, all those stretches. You're supposed to be tracking those stretches or doing those stretches six times a day. So I have a tracker because when, as Susie said, you were just surviving, you have no idea how often you did it. And so I have a tracker so that you can, you can track to make sure huh? Oh yeah. I need to do one more time today. So go ahead and go download that mama so that you guys know what you're doing. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm so glad you put together those resources because I mean, when you're in that, you haven't slept, you're in pain, you're trying to survive. Like it's so things that are, you know, like so basic to me now that my kids are like five and nine. I'm like, those were really hard when they were little. And there was so much more pressure and so much, so many demands on the physical resources of your body and your mind and that you don't really realize that you even have that much to give sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. So for all of our new mamas out there, what can we tell them that you wish you knew about breastfeeding before you started your journey? Um, I really wish that I had known that if I wanted help to go to a lactation consultant, Mm -hmm. because I think with Zoe, oh my, I have so many terrible stories of the stuff I went through with Zoe. Um, Like at one point I had a clogged duct and then it got infected and there was like literally milk coming out of the side of my breast, like up here, kind of by my armpit. It was Mm -hmm. gross and scary. And I was young and terrified. And so I called my doctor and went in and they drained it. I guarantee you she had a tongue tie and they did not diagnose it. They just told me, go home and breastfeed more and take Tylenol and it will go away. And so, I mean, I went through mastitis with her probably four or five times. Yep. And when I look back at it now that I've worked with, been in this birth world so much, um, I, I became a doula after Hazel was about one year. I went and did my training and So as I've seen other moms go through this, I'm like, wow, lactation consultants are like the secret (laughs) to not, to, to not, to fix, to finding the solutions, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not necessarily, you know, I have so much respect for, for the, the OBs that I work with now, but their job really is to monitor and treat with medicine because they practice medicine they aren't supposed to be experts in everything we need. We're supposed to go to the people who are experts. Mm -hmm. And so I just wish everybody knew that it's okay to ask for a lactation consultant. Mm -hmm. They love when you call and they'll hold your hand, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think about the girl that I recommend to my clients and I'm like, she comes and she takes their hand and she's like, I've got you through this process. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I'm checking on people, after their, their, their births. And I'm seeing them go from these places where I was, where I was a mess to like, Oh wait, now I'm finding places of security and this is working out and there's predictability and flow and my schedule is working out and there's maybe a little sense of balance. I'm like, she led people there. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be my, my secret secret, I guess. (laughs) 
I love that. And so, of course, mom, as you know, I'm a lactation consultant and a speech therapist. And so I want to help you on these journeys from your couch. And so what I offer is 30 days lactation support with me. And you are sending, you are texting me. You are sending me voicemail messages. You are sending me little videos. You're sending me pictures and saying, does this look right? What do you think about this? And so I want to help you on your journey. I want to set you up for success. And so I even get questions um, from one of my mamas the other day that said, I want to breastfeed in public and baby wear. What's the best sling for me to wear? And truthfully, I didn't know the answers, but I have a baby wearing friend in my pocket. And so I called her up and I said, Hey, what's the best one to wear? I can recommend one, but what would you recommend for a two month old? And so she sent me one and then I send it on to my client. Right. And so I might not have that specific baby wearing answer, but I have all the other lactation answers for you. And especially if like Susie, you think your baby has a tongue tie, I can walk you through that process together. I want to set you up for success. I want to make sure that you continue on your breastfeeding journey for as long as you want. You know, if you just want to go until you go back to work at six or eight weeks, that's fine. Or if you want to try to hit a year, two years, I am here to set you up for success instead of being like, this is too painful. This is too hard. I'm losing my mind. I'm giving up today. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So reach out. I want to help you. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> So I want all the mamas to know how they can connect with you, um, specifically as being a doula. Yeah. So I am in Seattle and if you're here in Seattle, I would love to support you through your birth. Um, but for moms that are not here in Seattle, or if you already have a doula, I also have a childbirth course and it's 100% online and we do the same things that lactation consultants do just a step before where we're a very holistic course where we believe a lot in nutrition, a lot of movement, a lot in helping you conceptualize your birth, not so much thinking, should I have a natural birth or should I have an epidural? Because what do other people think? But let's identify what your internal tools are, what your external tools are, and how you can create a birth plan that reflects what you actually need in the moment, right? Like I think about my two births and I look back at the decisions I made and some choices I made from expectation and some came from inside. And the ones that were truly aligned have always felt good. And the other things I've had to kind of process a little bit, mm -hmm. which is normal because there's a lot of self-discovery in this process and this journey. Um, but we really just want to have you set up so that whatever tools you see you need, that you have exactly what you need from the moment your labor begins to the moment you're holding your baby and that you have proper expectations, you know what to expect, and you have this whole toolbox of resources to get through, manage, flow through your birth in a very empowering and, and strong way. Um, we have our course is just at shebirthsbravely.com slash learn. And we also have a really fun free quiz. It's what does your birth plan say about your personality, which um, we use a little bit in the course as we're talking about how do you find good fits for things. Mm -hmm. um, it's really eye-opening and it will also help you really communicate as you're trying to find your perfect team to help you create this birth. Um, it helps eliminate a lot of that, that friction that we 
might experience where we want one thing and we don't know how or why we're not getting support around that. No, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And especially take her up on getting a, um, oh shoot, I just lost the word, birth plan. Um, you know, having one of those and walking into the hospital and handing it to your nurse, I felt was like so great. Cause mine goes, Oh, you don't want an epidural. And I said, no, and do not ask me. Yeah. And I said, don't even ask me. And she said, okay, I promise. I will not ask you. You have to ask me if you change your mind, I will not offer it. And I was like, great. And I never had one. That's you know? amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of support that everyone should get, but if we mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate, mm-hmm. people don't know how to support us because they don't know who we are and we have one page to give it to them and communicate it. So, um, one of the bonuses I have inside my birth course is everybody who takes the course gets a one hour meeting to go over their birth plan and ask whatever questions you have about either what you've learned in the course or just reviewing your birth plan to make sure that it communicates well what you want in your birth. I think that's absolutely fantastic. There has been quite a few mamas I've known recently that have been personal friends of mine that I've suggested them doing something like this. Oh no, Bethany, we're going to have an unmedicated birth. I know what I'm doing. You want to guess what all three of them had? C-sections. Oh no. Uh Yep. Yeah. We don't want to set people up for that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if that's not what you're walking in with, if you didn't walk in with a plan C section, you know, that's one thing. If you walk in with plan C section, fine. But if you wanted to have an all natural birth and came out with an emergency C section, you know, I, I just feel like there's a lot of hurt and trauma that they're now having to process through. So hit Susie up, please go take it. Um, and I know she'll help you out. So thank you so much for coming on today. We're, we're so excited to have you and thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another mama or post on social media and tag me. I want to personally thank you for wanting to help other mamas. You got this. I'm rooting for your breastfeeding journey.